0: Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. And welcome back. Yes, we are now going to get into the meat of this thing from the book Big Presentations in Small Rooms. We're going to hear a little piece of that book with some content talking about the power Of words in your presentations
1: today we are going to focus on the fact that words move things specifically words move three different categories of things words move ideas money and people words move ideas when you can take an existing idea and layer on a new idea the result could be a world-changing process or product Words move ideas forward. If you love improv, you love this process. One actor receives an idea, layers on a new idea, and creates a new reality which delights the audience. In the realm of creative product development, a problem is brought to a team. They consider the issue, look at it from different angles, and as different perspectives combine and various ideas are considered, a new product or process begins to take shape. Words move things. They move ideas. Words also move money. When two parties meet to discuss the price of a product, service, or even an entire company, their discussions have power. Their conversations move money. And, as we've already acknowledged, when new ideas come to life, there's often money attached to those ideas. Whenever a nonprofit or NGO is raising funds to support their work, the people writing and delivering those words are aware of the power they hold. Their words can move money into that organization. Words move things, they move ideas, and they move money. The most important thing that words move is people. You know this to be true from your own experience. You remember days made brighter because of the encouragement of others. You draw strength from the recognition that your work matters and your work is good. You also have days made darker by the cruel accusations of people. You remember days when you came home angry and frustrated because of the comments made by a coworker or a customer. Harsh words can haunt a person for years. All over the world, there are groups that meet to encourage each other or comfort each other or hold each other accountable. They use words to accomplish this. Words have power. Remember this. Words can move ideas forward or create new ideas. Words can move money and fund organizations. And most importantly, words move people. Your words change things remember this when you speak.
0: Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to tell you about my other podcast. It's Life While Parenting. My wife, Sarah, and I get into all of the fun and not so fun stuff of parenting. Everything from the pandemic to dealing with parenting while having a complete and utter lack of sleep and everything in between. But if that wasn't enough, we'll also get into more fun things like stuff we wish we had known before we had our second kid and the hip lingo that kids are slinging these days. So make sure you join us every Wednesday for a fresh episode of Life While Parenting wherever you get your podcasts. It is time to get into another episode of the Big Presentations podcast. I'm Paul Gibson, and of course, we have with us the author of the book, Big. Big presentations in small rooms, Mike Gibson. Now, Mike, we've already taken a little bit of, well, shall we say a journey thus far before we get to the to the meat of today's discussion. So talk about that for just a second. Let's let's kind of rehash that just a little.
1: Okay. yes, yes. We want you to remember that as you develop the skills needed to effectively offer big presentations in small rooms, that you are on a journey This is a lifelong process of continuous improvement. Now, for many of you, this concept isn't new. You've heard this language of being on a journey. Uh, Others of you, you caught a whole podcast about this concept where we just talked about the fact that we are on a journey. Skill development is a journey. So, man, if you want to jump back and find that podcast after you finish this one, it's a great one to listen to. It really helps us think about and develop patience and endurance for the fact that as we develop skills, we are on a
0: journey. All right. And that journey has led us to talk about today's topic, which is about how powerful words are. Thank you so much for for sharing these ideas with us and helping us make those presentations in small rooms better. So let's talk about that idea of of words moving ideas. I thought that was rather, although it's not like a grandiose idea, It's true. I mean, you're making the point by just making the point. I mean, you are doing the thing (laughs) that you're talking about words doing, which I think is rather fun.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yes, I love that concept. Sometimes we, we forget about what we're communicating. And most of the time, what we're communicating is some kind of concept or, or an idea. And so when we can think about our words moving that idea forward, it can be helpful. And sometimes we're not just moving an idea. We might be Building on a previous idea uh, in ways that allow us to make an existing product or process uh, even better. I mean, we were we were doing that right before we started recording. We were <laughs> yeah. thinking about, okay, so we could do this. Oh, but we could also do this. Yeah, let's do that. So we layered on a few ideas, and this podcast is going to be better because we were able to, to quickly move a couple of ideas forward, see how they work together, they come up with a new approach, and it's working good.
0: Yes, for sure. And I also think this idea of ideas being moved by words is also very good and effective because that, that definitely moves the ball forward on so many things. It kind of helps progress happen. And I was just thinking about the idea of having a basic idea, but then building on that. I mean, you have the gas-powered car now maybe becoming more of the electric-powered car. And then you take somebody like Elon Musk who takes a car that is very sophisticated that even when you brake, it's making energy out of the braking process to recharge (laughs) the batteries that it's running on. And that just blew my yeah. mind. I'm like, talk about turning well, something upside down. Like who thinks about creating energy as something is stopping? That's, that's killing energy usually by definition by stopping. But he's like, right. no, well, what if we made that something else that feeds into the batteries? And I thought that was really ingenious, but that's that whole idea of words, moving ideas. And if he didn't right. know how to, to convey that to other people within his company and make that seem like a good idea then it would have just died.
1: Yeah, that's so true. You know, it's so much so much of life and business is good improv. Mm-hmm. If you have if you have an ability to improv well, then that will spill over into other areas of life such as process and product development. I've always been intrigued by good improv. There's something captivating and fun When you're able to observe an improv group that is masters of their art and realize that that their end game is for the audience to be able to to laugh and to be full of anticipation about where this is going and and what's going to happen next over the last. Oh, man. At least five years on and off, I've had the privilege of working with some guys in a children's ministry situation where we're taking basic concepts and principles and putting on a drama about it. And so, me and a couple other guys were always pirates in this drama. Okay. And we're given just a basic outline of a skit. And so, we have to make up a lot of stuff. And we have so much fun. Building these characters on the fly and creating something that's—it's just as enjoyable for us as it is for the the people watching us. Sometimes it's probably more enjoyable for us <laughs> than for the people watching us. But you you learn to really pay attention to what's going on, not just with you, but what's going on with the other people who are in motion in this process and i think there's such a good application there for good Business practices, really good, healthy family practices is to to take that mindset of, OK, we're moving this idea forward. We're taking this concept. We're moving it forward. I'm not the only one involved in it. There's other elements and other people in motion. And and how can I play a healthy role in bringing all of these parts kind of together in a way or bringing some guidance to them? So they're all aiming in the right direction toward this Toward this end goal of a of a better product or, or process, so that idea of words moving things forward is improved, if we can think in terms of of playing good improv in the way that we uh, address each situation that we're in.
0: Yeah, and of course that rule, uh, which I know you had kind of we talked about earlier, is the concept of yes and. Yes, which that moves the ball forward. Being able to say yes, right. and then this too, and and it's funny because I think most of us have been involved. Even if you're not like a drama person or somebody who likes to get up in front of people, you've been in those conversations with a really good friend where stuff just starts moving forward, and oh, you come yes, up with this idea, yes. and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's great," and then this, and then but, we get ah. But it's amazing how quickly you can kill a conversation when you go ah no. Right. <laughs> Right. Then yes. a door shuts and then yes. that conversation is kind of ended. And if if not going forward, it sometimes goes very much backwards because then you can obviously end up yes. in an argument because they've totally devalued <laughs> the thing that you just said. So that idea of just building on the yes and even if your and is something that is kind of steering it in a different direction, it's that ability to say, I hear what you're saying, but also this and that right. that sometimes can keep you in that positive mindset, which is so powerful in a group situation, especially.
1: Yeah, that is so true. I love that concept of yes and because it it keeps the momentum going. And some people really struggle with this, um, and it's kind of a pride or ego thing. There's a sense of of control and power that comes with just being able to say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or just refusing to cooperate, right? But man, it's like it ends the scene, an improv that ends the scene. Yeah, you have to figure out where to go from there because this thing is is dead in the water. And one person may be feeling smug about it, yeah. But you can tell nobody else is feeling good, right? About <laughs> that situation,
0: yeah, because they just they just ended something that they didn't want, but everybody else was left wanting more, and that that's not right. a great feeling at all. and and then also i think you're right i think there is kind of that that kind of smugness or or kind of power play move of of ending it because you're like well i can end it and and you do right and you can be that one person even if you're not at the front of the group you can be that one person who kills a vibe in a situation even if it's just as simple as being at a party where you're the one person who just is like yeah whatever
1: (laughs) right yeah, that is so true. Oh. Uh, and, you know, Ed, there have been times when I've been so impressed with a group because there would be one person like that in the group who is really it's almost as if they're trying to kill the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And they're <laughs> right. They're the ones who, you know, they're going to push back in their chair and, and cross their arms and stretch out their legs. And, and uh, in some situations I've had that happen and they refuse to take their sunglasses off. So they come in the room, into the meeting, sit down, push back, push their legs out with sunglasses on, and Uh, refuse to give anybody anything. Yeah. And you think, wow, man, I hope this doesn't shut everything down. And most of the time, thankfully it doesn't. Right. People just kind of side-eye them most of the time like, what? what are you doing you know (laughs) and a lot of times that positive peer pressure will cause them to come around right you know it may take a while but you'll see them kind of start to sit up a little bit you know and maybe then their nose itches and it gives them a good excuse to take their glasses off or whatever uh but yeah that's that is could be such a power play to just try to to not do the yes and approach but simply say no or or a similar thing to know is the the but
0: yes which is a means good idea but everything i've said before this doesn't count <laughs> right yes
1: that's right yes
0: <laughs> which is interesting because that was one thing that uh that my wife and i had come across not too long ago was the idea with our kids or, or more specifically our oldest our youngest one it doesn't he he doesn't know yet but the idea of of saying honey we love you but you just have to stop doing that (laughs) and and it was funny because somebody had written this article about like if you say but after you say something positive you're basically Uh, indicating that that's only half true at best and you need to just you need to replace but with and so instead of saying but you have to stop doing that you'd be like we love you you still need to stop doing that And then instantly it's like it, it's, it it, it lets those things coexist as opposed to somehow implying that the first thing wasn't really true or that the first thing doesn't inform the second thing at all. And that was really hard to get in the habit of doing that even part of the time, because it's so built into the way we talk. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't move the ball forward at all.
1: Yes, that is so true. And you know, and and it was somewhat of a painful lesson because it, it was, it was humbling to realize what I was doing. Um, but it is important when you're seeking for progress and wanting to move an idea forward or, or to improve a situation to use your words wisely. It may be that some of what you're wanting to improve is a culture. That's a pretty big thing. Or it might be that what you're wanting to improve is our standard way of doing things. And I was in a situation once where uh, I had the authority to change the way planning was done for a big event and I was so excited to finally have that authority because for years I had been thinking of ways that things could be more efficient and more focused and so then when I had the authority you know I was pretty free with yeah we're going to do this because before we had done it this way and and it cost us so much time and money to do it this way but now we're going to do it this way and a person who was also working with us, he kind of pulled me aside in a very gentle way and he said, you know a, a better phrase or a good phrase to use in situations like this is wouldn't it be cool if <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if? And I was like, you know what that's right. To be an effective thought leader or to push an ideal forward in positive ways keeping everybody on board, you shouldn't crucify the past to move into the future. Right. Because there are people attached to those processes. And ideas. And, and ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you are critical of those things, outwardly critical of those things, you're also outwardly critical of some people who might still be in the room with you. Right. And they're attached to those processes and, and ideas. And so a, a much more positive way to approach concept of change in the future is simply to say, wouldn't it be cool if, and then propose the change that you would like to see and perhaps the benefits of it uh, without passing any judgment on the past. Right. And, wow, that is that that was such a gift to me to learn that lesson, that we can move ideas forward without having to throw anybody under the bus regarding the previous ideas.
0: That's fantastic. I like that. I'm going to steal that myself. I like it. <laughs> cool well of course one of the big ideas behind moving ideas and and making things better with the concept of our words a lot of times can be towards the goal of a company or an organization making more money and that was yeah that's true that was the second thing that words move which i thought was very effective was the idea that words move money just ask somebody in advertising it's oh my goodness (laughs) We just I mean, we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, probably the highest
1: <laughs> paying
0: time for advertisers of the year, hands down, as far as a single day. And if you don't think right, that right. money is is moved by words, then uh, then we don't need people to write commercials. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: Yes. Yes. It's mind boggling the millions of dollars that go into a 30 second ad. That is built, the whole thing is built with the hope that those words and images are going to move money from your wallet into their company.
0: Yes. It's yes. going
1: to move that money. That's what advertising is all about, It's moving that money from one place to another.
0: And they're so confident in the power of that advertising that they are willing to gamble millions of dollars on that ad. Yeah banking that the so many millions of people who are watching it a certain percentage of them will buy your thing and that's that's huge to me i'm just thinking man i don't know that i would ever be confident enough in any product i've ever touched (laughs) to gamble that much money on 30 seconds
1: (laughs) yes that is just amazing and you know that's why there's so much science behind those advertising, you know, figuring out what words are going to work best, what images are going to tie with them best, what concepts are better presented as something that's going to make you afraid of a certain outcome, or what products would be best sold if you're thinking in terms of wanting yourself to be popular in a certain atmosphere. Boy, they, they put their time in and their research in Because it's going to cost them so much to make this thing. They want to make sure it's going to move the money in the direction they want it to be. Move the money from your wallet into their their company. It's not just in the profit realm. It's also in the nonprofit realm.
0: Right. Because they got to pay bills too.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and they are asking for people to donate funds so that they could continue to provide the services that they were created to provide. And so once again, a lot of time and money goes into how do you best fundraise? for a nonprofit? How do you best communicate your message uh, so that it's not just content? It's not just information, but it's it's inspiration, it's mission, it's vision, it's you being a part of making the world a, a better place, once again, so that that money can move into the nonprofit and they can continue to to do what they were created to do, is so they can meet needs.
0: Absolutely. And, and I've been, and I know that, you, that you've had your your time's doing some of this as well, but I've been involved in, in a number of nonprofit fundraisers through my job in radio, and it's interesting to see people who do this very well, how they oh, yeah. do it, and some of the words that they use. Mm, um, one yes. of the guys who's the best that I, I know of thus far, as far as doing this, he uses a lot of words like financial fuel or come Uh, alongside us for this, to reach this goal and we can do it. It's not about you can make the difference. Although sometimes that will creep in there, but it's usually a team kind of uh, verbiage about, we can do this together. We can make a difference. We want you to fuel this mission and make that gift. And also more emphasis on the uh, participation, even more than the amount. It's like, sure. You may be the person who's listening, who can donate $5,000 that's great, but we're not going to concentrate on that because we know there are not that many of you who could do that. But if you can give up 10 bucks one time and everybody did that, that's a huge deal. And so we want you to participate and be a part of what we're doing rather than just sitting on the sidelines. And it's amazing Uh, the results that that kind of verbiage those words can have in yes. those situations to move people to pick up the phone or to go to a website right. or to text a certain number and give money that they've worked hard to, to yeah. put in their own bank account to feed their right. own family. Yeah.
1: yeah. That sense of being a part of something is powerful. It's it's an effective way to move money. I I was so excited when the whole Kickstarter concept began to become popular uh, where, you know, a band that I love would send me information and say, hey, we're hoping to, to do a new album, uh, but we need X amount of money. So if you're willing to kick in a little bit, if everybody kicks in five bucks or 10 bucks, we'll have enough money to bring you some more music. I just love that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I want to be able to help out. And even if I don't have a lot, you know, it's like, I, you know, I can give you five bucks and I feel like, I'm a part of this thing. So when that album comes out, it's like, I helped fund that project. I feel that way because of the words that they used to make sure that I understood that I could be a part of this bigger project. Love that kind of stuff.
0: It's interesting all the different ways because, I mean, we've talked about kind of like the – the fundraising part of it. We talked about the kind of how words can sell the sizzle. Is it like they do in right, advertising yeah. where it's like, it's this thing or that thing. But let's talk about just kind of the, the business, like the boardroom presentation that you do. Like, right, yeah. what is it that you're talking to a, a group of like vice presidents in a room about how they run their small company? How do you talk to them about how they can use words or the words that you might use to help move that money along in their organization?
1: one of the the key things to keep in mind is you're seeking to in the business world perhaps move money that might be that might be you requesting funding for a project or requesting additional funding uh, because something has changed in the project life cycle it could be that you're asking for a raise for yourself or it could be proposing that a company purchase software that you are selling and whatever it is, uh, you want to make sure that you keep your audience's needs and values in mind. They care more about what is going to help them succeed than they do about what you're wanting. Yes. <laughs> so, and that's true. We know because it's true of us too, right? Yeah. We're asking for this thing because this is going to help my project succeed. This is going to help you know me move forward in my career whatever it is. But we have to have a broader vision than that. We have to be able to talk in terms of how this idea helps the organization, uh, how this idea can make you make your life easier as an executive vice president or whatever role that you're playing. I believe that this process, this change is going to make you look good and make your life easier. We need to be able to talk in those terms. It's more about them than it is. About us, so we want to move this idea forward in a way that that they own this idea, like yeah, they're excited about this idea, they want to see this thing move forward. The ideal is they take so much ownership of this that it becomes their idea, That's then huge. you're rolling when it becomes <laughs> it, and we'll talk more about that in future podcasts like how does how does that happen, and what what are some additional things to keep in mind as you're seeking for them to own? your idea because that's when things move is when people take ownership of your ideas
0: which to me almost in a way kind of harkens back to that phrase that you talked about learning a long time ago of wouldn't it be cool because then you're yes. it's that whole thing of like don't you think that this is good too it's and like you're not cool. just saying this is awesome trust me you're, you're asking them to kind of own it with you And that's, that's a really big deal and not as easy to do as one would think. Although, although when you first said that talk about making it their idea, I was having flashbacks to like uh, late night shows where they'll have like a mentalist on who will basically <laughs> implant ideas into your head. And then by the time it's all over with, they've written your entire life story on a piece of paper before they ever met you. And, <laughs> and you're just going, how right, do just, you do that? And right? It, and yes, it's because and it's they creepy. know how to use words and they know right. how powerful those words are and in very subtle ways. And I don't think any of us are expecting readers of your book or, or listeners of this podcast to get to that like ninja skill level of being able to just right, implant yeah ideas without them even knowing, but there is something to be said for the idea of helping people adopt the idea or the concept or the direction that you're wanting to go in a way to where they don't just feel like they are buying something that you're selling, but that all of a sudden they are coming up with the idea of buying the thing that you just happen to be selling.
1: (laughs) Yes. You never want them to feel like they're doing you a favor, right? You want them to feel like they're doing themselves a favor by getting on board with this thing.
0: I'll take that one yes and step further. I would say that the people who you feel sorry for enough to go along with after they leave, you avoid them because you oh. don't want to feel like you have to do this thing that you don't really want to do but you're doing it right. because you feel bad for them maybe that's just me but right. that's how i tend to be like i don't want to really want to buy into this thing again because i feel like i already did that but if they are presenting something in a way to where it is the thing that you want you're happy yeah. to see them coming back it's like the difference between yes. the person selling candy bars that taste like cardboard but it's going to send them to Bandcamp camp and you You know, you want to help them out, but the the cardboard tasting candy bars taste like garbage as opposed to the lady who used to come come to a radio station I worked at for a very short amount of time while I was there who would come selling homemade tamales. We were all happy to see her and none of us felt bad because those were awesome tamales and we wanted to be in on that. So it's a matter of not only having the product that people want, but being able to make it in Mm. a way to where it's like, I'm doing you a favor by being here and giving you this opportunity as opposed to like, oh, come on, this is don't you really want to do this for me? do I look pitiful? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that
1: just makes me cringe to think about that, you know?
0: (laughs) Because you automatically assume that the people who are like that is their sales tactic, that whatever it is they're selling is not very good. They might be a great salesperson, but what they're selling is usually not very good. That's the door-to-door salesman versus the really good person who comes to your company and present Ooh. you a software that will save you hours a week and then all of a sudden it's like oh well that would be great i could go oh home God. early yes. <laughs> right and yes. that makes a big difference
1: yes yeah and then you want to move that idea forward
0: that's right Everybody You're in that this. idea let's
1: do that <laughs> <laughs> that's good yes <laughs> so words move ideas forward yep words move money especially when we've done a good job of moving the idea forward
0: that's right and of course, mm. money is great, but also being able to move people can, can eventually uh, back to moving money. But more importantly, yeah, right, right. getting people to get on board, that's almost kind of where we were in a way, but it's the idea of moving, moving people to do the things that maybe they need to be doing already, but it can be the encouragement, the enticement, the thing that really gets them going maybe on your side where they weren't before or just getting them right, to move at right. all.
1: Yeah. So that's our third category there is how words move people. And we've already tied that to the concept of, you know, in a business environment, you move the right people, then the money is going to move. Or in the advertising environment, you move the right people, then the money's going to move. But I also want us to realize that words move people in a much deeper way and can move people in a much more personal way way. And we know this to be true from our own experience. I mean, we can have a day that's going very well and then somebody can say something. Yep. And then our day tanks Uh, or we can have a day that's really kind of tough. And then somebody comes alongside us and offers some encouragement or maybe some praise, some positive feedback. And then all of a sudden our day gets better. We're relationally wired to be strongly affected by the words of other people and that that can be easy to forget especially in these business environments we come in and we've got a big presentation in a small room we want to move our idea so that some money can move as well or some progress can be made uh, within the business and we might forget that our words are having an effect on the people in the room like i had to learn from the wisdom of of a friend that The way that I was approaching change was hurting relationships by strongly implying that the ideas they had and the ideas that they had been implementing were subpar. I was ruining people's day without meaning to because I was failing to recognize how words move people. Criticism cuts and positive feedback can build up. Now, there are times when criticism is called for, I mean, when discipline is called for, direction is called for, but we need to make sure we approach those times with the knowledge of just how much power our words have with people.
0: Yes, absolutely. and And just for me, I sometimes can shrug it off, but it really is a big deal when my boss will be listening to what I'm doing on air and he'll send me just a quick text, be like, hey. you did just five minutes ago that was really good do more of that and that makes me feel great and i feel i feel like i want to do more for him of course you know sometimes i say something stupid and i usually realize i have and then i'll get a i'll get a text be like dude what was that oh yeah i know i know but at the same time, you're right. I mean, it's amazing in how whether it's in a text or verbally or whatever, just that small boy can make such yes. a big difference in how you feel about yourself and the amount of effort that you're going to put into future right. things for that person.
1: <laughs> yes. We need to always be thinking about the future beyond this present conversation, beyond this present ongoing discussion that we're in or this process that that we're in, how is our relationship with the people involved in it going to be on the far side of this thing? And, you know, some people, you know, they'll say, well, I just don't care that much about how people think about me, you know, and so I don't really care that much about making other people feel good. I just want to be productive. You know, I just want to get stuff done, get her done, get her done. (laughs) And they don't realize that the way they treat people is slowing them down. Yes. So if you really want to get stuff done, well, be a positive energy behind them to get stuff done. If you want to slow people down, then act in ways that make them think you're a jerk. That's probably going to slow them down
0: a little bit. <laughs> and even, Just
1: because they don't want to cooperate.
0: I would say even though some people I think are can be motivated through like negative energy or negative consequences, constantly looming on the horizons. I will also say that I feel like even those people are the ones who are going to be the most likely to quit. And Mm, then you end up with like, you may have gotten them to meet these deadlines so fast with you being such a jerk about it, but when they quit and then you have to stall things for two weeks to train somebody to take their position and then start that cycle over, you've, you've lost.
1: Right. And of course, there's a lot to be said about that. There's a lot of leadership lessons to be learned about how to function well when your responsibilities include guiding the the time and the resources of, of other people. And, well, we could talk a lot about that. But I think at this point, it's just good to acknowledge that your words are powerful. Your words can shape the quality of life of other people. Uh, your words can determine whether or not they're going to have a good day or a bad day so use that power wisely to be characterized as someone who really builds people up and invests in people with the
0: words that we use. Absolutely. And the other thing that came to mind when we started talking about words moving people is just the term that I think honestly gets overused, especially yeah. in some circles with the idea of like, it's not, it's not, a, uh, it's not a fad, it's, it's a movement. And usually when people use that term, it's a movement. What they're saying is we are moving people. We are moving individuals to do what we're doing. And it may not even be product associated. Usually it's organizationally associated. So it'll be like a really big church or a new religious concept or maybe even a new organization that is in some way helping people. Usually those are the things that uh, tend to be very quickly I think characterized as a movement. And I feel like maybe 5% of the time that's true, (laughs) but it sounds really good. And it's because of that concept of we have something that is so great. That is so much for you that Uh, we are moving massive amounts of people along with us because it is that good. And of course Uh, it's easy to say, but it it is really hard to do. But you look at the people who have started what I would consider to be true movements, whether you agree with their concept or not, they're good at using words to move people. And that's what creates those true movements. Yeah. And on a smaller scale, you know, we see positive
1: movement happen with people who are in recovery.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Because there's this support group, uh, a place where they will be encouraged and held accountable by the words of those around them, and they are able to, to move through difficult times and share experiences that maybe they feel too ashamed to share anywhere else. That's the safe place. They can speak those words and receive words that'll help them keep moving in the right direction. So man, words move things in those support groups. Words move us as people when we're in a mentor relationship. And even even friendships, I mean, our our relationship is one in, in which we're able to encourage each other and bounce ideas off of, of each other. And so our, our words make a difference in in each other's. Your words make a difference in my life and my words make a difference in your life. So whether we're talking about what some people automatically think of with presentations, that there's this huge crowd and words are moving all of these individuals within the crowd, or it's in a small room, a big presentation happening in a small room, or in a one-on-one conversation. Words move people, and that should be helping us create a constant filter for the, the words that we allow <laughs> out into the world, because they're, they're going to have power. They're going to move people.
0: That's right. And I think if you can effectively move ideas, money and people as a person who gives presentations either for your own company or the idea of going to another company or organization to do training, which I know you've done a lot of, or to give some sort of presentation for a product that you're trying to get them on board with. If you can effectively move those three things, then I think not only can you succeed in what you're doing as far as like that particular visit. But if you can do it well, that's the kind of thing that gets you invited back. That's that repeat customer thing that everybody wants in any sort of business is to have that person who's like, well, they did a great job. Let's have them back. We either want to feel energized by that again, or we know that they sell products that really make our lives better as a company and move things better, or maybe they save us money. And all of those things, when communicated effectively, are are huge and can make such a gigantic difference, not only for the people who you are talking to, you're presenting to, but also just in your own career, which is is major.
1: Right. So we want to make sure that we keep in mind the reality, the fact that words do move ideas, words do move money, and words do move people. And the highest priority should be on... The people because most of the time it is going to be people that we are interacting with who are either going to own our idea or reject that idea it's it's people who we're going to be interacting with who are going to control whether or not we receive more budget money for our project or or whether or not they're going to uh, buy this product it's people who are involved in that uh, so we want to make sure that, that we keep these truths in mind. Words are powerful. They move ideas. They move money. And most of all, they move people.
0: There you go. And of course, if you want to know more about what we're talking about on any of these podcasts, then you absolutely should check out Mike's book, Big Presentations in Small Rooms. You can get it on uh, Amazon as an audiobook, which Mike reads, which is Great. Go. Not always you can get that, but we got him for it. You know, it was good. Uh, and then of course you can also get it in print form. So if you want it, if you like the tangible book to hold, to put on your bookshelf, then you can get that. Or of course you can get it as an ebook as well, and great prices on that as well. It's not a big investment, but man, if you think about in incorporating these concepts into your world, even if you're not making what you think is regular presentations, it can make a huge difference because, you know, even in interpersonal stuff, this matters. And it's amazing to me going through these topics, just how much I'm thinking, well, shoot, I don't even have to wait until the next time I have to try to talk my boss into buying the latest software for me. This is just (laughs) going to help me be a better friend to the people around me. And that's huge too.
1: Yes, that is so true.
0: Cool. Well, Mike, thanks again. And of course, we'll be back next week with another episode, another, another cast to be able to share with you guys. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe, to like, rate us on whatever platform that you're listening to us on. And of course, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.